This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Yes, it is. My name is Vinnie White. Good evening. Nice to be here. Welcome along to the Vinnie White Show. Very much a news pizza with hunks of fresh news. Topped with stringy comedy and spicy herbs and opinion. You can text the show on 71010 and you can call the show on 416-872-1010. Are you warm? I hope so. It feels like the first day of winter today here in Toronto. And it's also the day of the Santa Claus parade. So a lot of people out for that. And it felt really magical, actually, um, as the snow was coming down. And John Tory was dressed in an outfit that must have been inspired by um, a hockey commentator. Because it's it, he didn't look his best. But he was, it definitely looked fun today. And uh, everyone had a lot of fun wearing various Santa outfits for the... Huge parade through Toronto. I'm a bit worried. Is it? Can you text in if you know the answer to this? Is it the same Santa every year? Because I don't know if it was just the angle I was looking at him today, but he looks a lot younger than usual and a bit thinner. I mean, I like my Santa's fat and old. I, I don't know. Perhaps it's a reflection of my paranoia of my own ageing, but I, I'm starting to worry that he might actually be younger than me, which case I'm going to have to end my life immediately. Uh, anyway, I hope you're feeling good this week. Uh, last week was a bit of a tough one, wasn't it? A lot of people felt like they'd been hit by a truck. Uh, hopefully the feeling isn't still with you, or uh, if it is with you, hopefully it's gone down to being hit by a mini. Um, as we know, 81% of Canadians said they were very or moderately worried about a Trump victory. So the whole mood here in Canada has been a bit... Sorry, what just happened? I'm, I'm just going to drink this bottle of whiskey, and then I'll look back at the television, and I'm sure it'll all just go away. No, he's still there. That's the sort of mood that uh, can be described by some of us. Uh, of course, 19% of Canadians weren't very or moderately worried about Trump, which uh, I'm really jealous of them. I really wish I could be one of them. Um, I've been doing my best to convince myself that everything's going to be fine. And maybe it is. Is it? Maybe. All those words come out, and I don't know if they're really sincere. But let's just pretend it is. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it anyway. It's barely anything you can do if you're American. So you might as well just chill out if you're a British or Canadian. Um, but the Trump family, formerly the Trump family, were interviewed on 60 Minutes, sitting on gold thrones. Man of the people. Um, also, it's worth pointing out that Nigel Farage, the UK politician that was massively behind the Brexit, was the first politician to meet Donald Trump. And the two two people who are men of the people, in their own words, very often, um, were pictured shaking hands in a gold-plated elevator. So that's nice. They really stuck it to the establishment there and stood up for ordinary people. Because who listening hasn't got a private gold-plated elevator? Exactly. Sorry, I read that wrong. Broken escalator. That's it, yeah. Anyway, during the interview, he will uh, he will not be appointing a special prosecutor to investigate the Clintons. He actually said that the Clintons were good people who he doesn't want to hurt, which is somewhat of a change in tack from calling Hillary a nasty woman and Bill a rapist. As for the tax returns, when asked about them, he said only you and a few people have asked that question. Missing about a billion people there. Uh, obviously, the public didn't care because I won the vote very easily, he said, even though he lost the popular vote. But facts, who cares? Uh, he didn't get too specific when he was asked about plans to deport millions of immigrants from the country and build a wall to stop others entering. Uh, he can't stop immigration. Where would he get his wives? And um, as for his, let's be honest, rather sexy waxwork lookalike, Melania. Is it Melania or Melania? Well, yeah, the second one. M- Melania. Melania. 
Sounds like a disease. By the way, I'm slightly jealous because she's gorge, isn't she? I, know I don't see it. I've really, really, it doesn't float your boat. Does nothing for me. I don't get this cat face obsession that some like rich older white men tend to have. She does look like she's just come out of a surgery on King West, but she's not shabby. She's not ugly. I've just, you know, she's not, you know, she's not the supermodel that you that no. she sometimes no. portrays us. Fair enough. Each to their own. Again, I wish I didn't fancy her. Because I don't want to. I want to be up. Look at that. Model. Because where her morals likely stand? Well, <laughs> yeah. Although she has started this whole anti-bullying campaign. I, is it just me that sees that slightly ironic? Have, have you seen what he posts on social media? Well, Nancy Reagan was the anti-drug one, and he famously sold drugs to get guns to finance rebel groups. So they're he all did. kind of hi- hypocrites. This is true. Yeah, particularly in Central America. Um, Her husband has to date, as far as I know, directly insulted almost 300 people and indirectly offended millions with his astonishing habit of tweeting, which is still going. Did you see what he wrote about Saturday Night Live last night? Oh, I'm sure he's thrilled with it. Big fan of comedy, Trump, as you know. um, Part-time stand-up carrot. Sorry, comedian. Um, He said about... Saturday Night Live. Let's have a look. I've got it here. Um, Baldwin related. Yeah. Oh, I watched parts. (laughs) You know he watched the whole thing. I watched parts of Saturday Night Live last night. It was totally one-sided. Biased and not funny at all. One of the most successful comedy shows in, in the United States. Well, if he watched parts of it, but he was probably being shown the parts that were spoofing him, and of course he's going to well, hate exactly. it. Exactly, and I love that he says it's biased. Sorry, did you want comedy to be middle ground? Yeah, exactly. Are they, and are you surprised? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, text so far on seven ten ten. What's happened to David Eddy's radio show? He's on after me, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's on next. Hang on. Just wait. Get this crap out of the way, and the the proper guy will come in, all right? Um, Someone else says, I don't think it's the same Santa every year. The parade has gone on for over 100 years. Right. I suppose now you've said that, that would make him about 195. Yes, I see your point. Well, listen, what I'm saying is he's too young and he's too slim, right? Political correctness gone mad. If he's slim, he could at least do the decency of popping a couple of pillows down there. No, I say no young, skinny Santas. Period. Full stop. Definitely. There was an advert in the UK. Do you remember when you lived in the UK for a bit, didn't you? Do you remember Bird's Eye Fish Fingers? So the name sounds familiar. I had to have had them, you know, as a kid. So Fish Fingers are a peculiar name for what you would probably call... Well, you've got chicken... Fish you've got chicken fingers, right? Yeah. We call them fish sticks over here. Yeah, there's a lot of inconsistency here. I suppose they are more stick than finger, being that fish don't have fingers. But you do get away with chicken fingers. I, well, I think we, I, I've been calling them fish fingers though forever. Fish mm. fingers and tartar sauce, and yep. If you are in the UK, listening to this, you'll be very familiar with bird's eye fish fingers. And growing up as a kid, the bird's eye captain of the ship was an old man, right? With and he'd always. Lots of children lived on a boat, which in retrospect is quite questionable. And he appeared to be the only adult figure. So I can see why they might have updated this. But he used to come in with a massive plate, silver platter of fish fingers slash fish sticks. 
and all the kids would go, hey, it's Captain Birdseye. And I grew up with that. And then probably because of Jimmy Savile or something, or Rolf Harris or insert 70s children presenter here, they, they obviously had a marketing meeting and they said, right, we need a new Captain Birdseye. And they'd run with this for like 30 years. Like it's a well-known advert in the British Isles. And uh, so, yeah, got a new Captain Birdseye. Gorgeous. Like a sexy, like a James Bond. I was devastated. Really, it ruined fish fingers yeah. for you? And he still lived with all those children on a boat. It's just like, what's going on? Why did they need the children? Because I think that the marketing angle is, if you're going to sell fish sticks, you want to aim at the kiddiewinks because they love them. So, so definitely we have to have children with adult men <laughs> in all instances. We'll so, change around the kind exactly. of adult men. <laughs> that was the marketing meeting. Right, I propose a few changes. Change one, we make him younger and sexier. Right, that's fine, end of me. No, there's another change. He doesn't live with a boatload of children. Yeah, there's no need for it. Yeah. Get back to Trump. Oh, can we even be bothered? I can't be asked, Patrick. I cannot be bothered with talking about this orange Muppet anymore. So boring, isn't it? Should we move on? I've got loads of other stuff, but I can't be asked. Yeah, the Trump stuff doesn't buzz me anymore. I, and I wonder if that's a reflection on, on the listeners. Can you text in? Can you be asked? Yes or no? 71010. Can you be asked with Trump and all the shenanigans surrounding it? Aren't we all bored of it? The only thing I think is worth mentioning is that safety pin thing, which um, in the days since Trump's election, people have begun placing a single pin on their shirts to convey a message of support. It's kind of like safety protection. And it offers the minorities, women, immigrants and others who may feel threatened of late by the uh, strident rhetoric of a nut job. Sorry, of uh, Trump. Uh, that They've got a safe place. So the idea is if you're on a train or a bus or something and you feel intimidated by someone, you look for someone with a safety pin. Um, but I have to say, I quite like I liked that idea, um, hashtag safety pin. But I equally couldn't help but love the people that started commenting, do you mean hashtag diaper a liberal? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I know, I loved it. Diaper a liberal. Uh, the KKK, who have been celebrating the news of Donald Trump's presidency, must be desperately removing all of those safety pins uh, to keep their hoods in place and replacing them with macho clasps. Um, but as a Brit living in Canada, I think I'm going to go for um, a solidarity of a flat cap. It represents the pragmatic values of keeping warm, looking dapper. And it's a shout to the north of England, which has suffered a breakdown of industry and jobs. And uh, in case any rednecks attack me, I have my flat cap embedded with razor blades. So Peaky blinders. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think no one can be bothered. Let's have a look. Uh, seven ten ten. Every time someone mentions Trump, I always laugh. It's funnier than the Comedy Channel. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this this crap is going to write itself for about four years, that's for sure. Uh, someone else says, Vinny, Donald Trump is a child. When things aren't going his way, he pouts and stomps his feet and makes all kinds of threats and accusations. But when they are, he's a kitten or tries his best to make us believe he is. I tend to agree with that, yeah. The other one, he went nuts this week. He tweeted three times about Hamilton. So Hamilton, as you may know, um, <laughs> is a beautiful town next door. But it's also a musical that's running in New York, and it's wildly popular. Have you seen it or heard anything from it? I looked at tickets, and they were $6,000 each. Yeah. 
What I've heard, it is not that good. Oh. From what little I know, a lot of shoehorning lyrics. It's it's definitely no Sondheim. And I, you know, I'm not big into musicals, but it was. I did not like what I heard. Well, for those that don't know, Vice President-elect Mike Pence turned up at Hamilton and the openly gay black actor said at the end, could you hang on a bit, Mr Pence? I've just got a quick message. And you can understand, like, if you're a thespian, liberal, black, uh, openly gay actor in New York, you might be a little bit worried about the political landscape at the moment. And uh, first of all, as soon as he said this, everyone booed Pence. And then he delivered a really well-written, I mean, like it or lump it, it was a remarkably well-written statement that said, I want you to know, essentially, that me and the cast of Hamilton are worried about the political atmosphere and we have faith in you, essentially, uh, to make sure that there'll be no hatred and racism and misogyny and all the other things that we don't like, right? And it was, it was far more eloquent than I just did. First text from Trump, who, does he ever sleep? said our, our wonderful future VP, Mike Pence, was harassed last night by the theatre and the cast of Hamilton. Cameras blazing, this shouldn't happen, right? Leader of the free world went on to say, a few minutes later, that's not enough, I'll have another go. The theatre must always be a safe and special place. The cast of Hamilton was very rude last night to a very good man. Apologise. Not enough, not enough, because he hasn't got anything to do at the minute. He then said the cast of <laughs> Hamilton producers, which I hear is highly overrated... Dig should immediately apologise to Mike Pence. Shut up! Shut up and go away! Oh, God! Oh. I tweeted Trump back, which I've never done. But I just said, is there something else that you could be doing? Probably too subtle. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Evening. So my name is Vinny White. You can text the show on 71010. So far, your text coming in and really making me laugh. Thank you. It's a bit melancholic today because of all the snow and cold. So I, I need you in my life. It's absolutely comical living next to the US sometimes on account of the fact that we're slightly more level-headed and we get upset about things that are... The minutiae of detail compared to the peculiar statements that have been floating around the states recently. And I'm not sure that anything sums it up quite as well as what happened in the, the Canadian Parliament this week over the word F-A-R-T. And call me a risk taker, but I'm going to go ahead and spell that out. That's fart. Yeah, when Conservative MP Michelle Rempel accused the government of treating the province of Alberta, quote, like a fart in the room over jobs, the Green Party Elizabeth May took quite an exception. government treat Alberta like a fart in the room that nobody wants to talk about or acknowledge. I heard her say a word that I know is distinctly unparliamentary, and I think she may want to withdraw it. The word was F-A-R-T. I just gave an impassioned speech that's about right. supporting Alberta jobs, and that's what the leader of a political party stands up and has to say, no, I don't withdraw it. Yes, that is the height of crazy Canadian politics kicking off. The word was F-A-R-T. 
full-blown madness right there. The word was F-A-R-T. Like, then they, in my mind, got covered in mud and lesbian wrestled. <sighs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? That we're actually worried about the word fart in Parliament and, meanwhile, that guy down south is saying you can grab her by the tushy or whatever it was he said. So you think you've got problems here in Canada with debating the word fart. With all eyes on Trump's destruction of the US, politics and civil society, a silent but deadly political scandal. <laughs> that was stolen from Josh Greenberg. Um, so that's that. Uh, someone texted in, we're just a bunch of politically correct farts in the wind. It was embarrassing to watch. It's, it's true, it was embarrassing to watch. But in a weird way, it had completely the opposite effects on me. I was proud that we could debate such an innocent and unimportant moment in Canadian politics because I would rather be boring than what's going on everywhere else. Bring on the boring, that's what I say. Do you know what I mean by that, Pat? Yeah, kind of. I just, I'm disgusted that politicians think so highly of themselves that they think that she she is not worthy of any more respect than people saying fart in front of her. Like, she's got to get over herself. She's a regular person. Exactly. That's why politi- people don't like politicians is because of that <laughs> it attitude. It doesn't look good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're offended by the word fart. Yeah, you're not too good to hear that word. If the conversation was slightly different, if she said you're treating us like a and dropped one whilst cranking her leg and then continued the sentence in the room... I'd see a point. I would be. She'd be my favorite, pol- most favorite politician ever. Then I think we can both guarantee that that would break YouTube. Breaking wind in the House of Parliament would break YouTube. Have you ever used a fart in a sentence? I've got a friend that always says, um, "Did I ever tell you about?" That's his. That's his trademark. Really? Yeah. So he always gets you listening. <laughs> he- and he gets me every time as well. And I'm like, yes, I suppose in many ways, yes, you did. You did that gag yesterday. Uh, I have a mental age of about six, and I'm very proud of it. The word was F-A-R-T. Okay. Um, Amanda Capito. Oh, there she is. Come in, love. Come in. She's wrapped in a blanket. What's going on? Come on, we're on the air. We're waiting for you. Hello, darling. All right? Yeah. Pull up a seat, grab a mic. Yeah, we're on air. Don't swear. I just oh, thought... I, I, I think the complexity of the formalities of radio need to be breaking down <laughs> when uh, we're doing live broadcasts. I think people can just feel free to wander in and have a coffee. <laughs> I think of it as very much as a pub more than a radio studio. So slightly lack of booze, but there you go. Why are you wrapped in a blanket? Okay. So I refuse to take out my winter jacket. Mm. And maybe there's others out there like me where it's like if I'm... I, I just put it back in the back of my closet, and if I don't need the longer I don't need it, the, the, the prouder I feel. And right, so, so do you feel like you're delaying winter? Yeah, yeah like I thought <laughs> it, I was actually behind it all, you know? But yeah. today, no, I have come to tell you that today is the day for the winter jacket to come out. Yeah. I stepped, the, during the day was fine. Despite the flurries, I was just in a big sweater and I was okay. But right now, when I just parked and I got out of my car for two seconds to pay, and I was just wearing a sweater, um, I froze. And I had these two blankets in the back of my car, literally my security blankets. And um, Mm. 
I just wrapped myself in them. So walking down the street, I was quite the sight. Yeah, you do look like a sort of female Charlie Brown. <laughs> Thank you. I'll Come take that as a compliment. Harry Krishna type. I'm not sure. <laughs> but you look very at peace of the world. Well, it ain't going to work, mate. You're just going to have to face it. I've got... I get it. It's winter now, everyone. Yeah. Take out the gloves. This is the day. Stop, stop pretending. No, I've, I had to dig my proper big coat out. And um, yeah, it's t- today's the day to do it. There's no going back. Uh, do you want to discuss, discuss some newsy poos? I've got something I can throw at you. And okay. then we'll, uh, I think we'll start with that. All right. Um, I'm, I've done probably a little bit too much on the orange fella, and I think I'm done with it. So we're swiftly moving on to better comedy pastures. Okay. And uh, there's nothing like more comedy than people dying. <laughs> But it's for good. Last time it was ISIS. Now, <laughs> yeah, I'm still on my strict okay. regime of okay. digging out comedy from horrific events. Now, this one's a bit of a light-hearted one. The number of people who die each year taking a selfie is on the rise. Mm. Right, selfie deaths. But a team of US researchers now hope they can tackle the problem. This was came out this week. They're developing an app which will warn people if they're at risk of taking a photograph in a stupid place and therefore might die. Oh, well, no one's going to get the app. Oh, isn't that weird? Yeah. I don't know what, they haven't got a name for it yet. I don't know what they'll call it. Maybe I am an idiot. <laughs> um, their research found 15 selfie takers died in 2014. There's 39 selfie takers in 2015. And 73 people died in just the first eight months of this year. Wow. So that now means that selfies kill more people in this, on this planet than sharks. My gosh. Great fact. That's crazy. Uh, the re- first report by a reputable news source of a selfie taker dying while snapping a picture was in March 2014. Since then, the team of researchers have found 127 recorded incidents of selfie deaths across the world. Most of them, it has to be said, well, at least a good chunk of them, in India. 76 took place in India, nine in Pakistan, eight in the US and six in Russia. Well, okay, there's the mo- like so many people in India, so obviously the ratio is just bound to be higher. True, that is true. Uh, so far, none in Canada, although there was an injury when a moose charged a female tourist last year when uh, she got too close to the moose in Quebec whilst taking a photograph. You know what will actually solve this problem? Go on. Wearable technology. Once people start, you know, being able to take pictures without even having to take out a phone, they could just like blink their eye and take a photo. Oh, and then something like a drone pops out of your body. Or their glasses does like a reflective whatever. And like there's going to be something that ends up. Belly button selfie sticks. Yeah, like whatever. It's going to be something like that. And then people don't have to do these ridiculous like crouching poses so that they can get a great angle down. Like you could just like think it and it'll happen. Well, you've nailed it. The most likely cause of death was actually falling from a great height with people going to extreme lengths to go up cliffs and buildings to impress followers on social media. There's quite a lot of difference in people, in how people die around the world. In India, one of the homes of of, uh, selfie death, um, the the problem is that a lot of people are killed on train tracks because if you get a photograph with your best friend on a train track, it's regarded as either a romantic sign or a sign of a never-ending friendship. Okay, that's silly. Yeah, so they they view the, the the rails almost as a metaphor for the longevity of their love and and happiness. And then they do it without checking the train schedule. <laughs> Good one. I love you. <laughs> yeah, what a way to go. In the USA, a high proportion of deaths occur due to weapons because they love a gun, don't they? They love a gun. Like posing with it, you mean? Yeah, a lot of them posing with it. Some of them cleaning it. Oh wow. Um, but uh, so far, what they've done to develop this app, right? It seems absolutely ridiculous to me. But uh, they hope that the system would use a mix of location services 
and recognising parts of the image which suggest that they're in an unsafe location. And then just before they take the picture, they get a little warning that says, be careful, you might die. Is it going to stop anyone from trying to take a picture or do anything less silly? Like, I don't think so. Well, also, there is one argument that says that if you're just about to take a picture and you're on a cliff edge and you get a message that goes, Ding, that might be enough to finish you off. Yeah, it's going to cause more deaths. <laughs> Sorry, there you are. Oh, man. Oh, I've got another name for it. Uh, eye common sense. Okay. That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> so there you are. How's your week been? It's been great. How's yours? Uh, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Pretty quiet. I bought a new printer for MrPhotoCanvas.com. That's my business. You don't have to change your voice every time you reference your business. I think you know? I do. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's my advertising voice. Oh, See okay. if I can do it without. You ready? Yes. I work for a company which I own called MrPhotoCanvas.com. Your home for fantastic canvas prints. Are you trying to get extra voiceover work as well? Yep, never got any. <laughs> never got any. The only one I ever got was um, when I used to live in Ottawa, there was an Irish pub. And they paid me because I had a British accent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they said, can you read out parts of my menu for a radio spot? And I said, you do know I'm not from Ireland. And they went, yeah, we can't find anyone Irish. And they couldn't find an actor? No. <laughs> couldn't find anyone Irish in a city of a million people. Oh, that seems... Surely in their own pub they could have found one. Bollocks, as you would say. <laughs> Bollocks. Right, we'll be back with more shenanigans with our lovely and now thawed out Amanda in just a moment on News Talk 1010. This is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I don't think that people say their own names properly because they're... That's brilliant. That is, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> the microphone just fell. Just fell off. Isn't this the biggest talk station in Canada? <laughs> Why can't we afford taut mics? It doesn't like you. Okay. I wasn't sure about what I was saying, so maybe it's, it just called bull on me. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you are standing. You're, you're giving it a workout. Anyway, the point I was going to make is I found out that most people don't say their own names properly because they're so bored of them and so used to saying them that they don't say them. So you are Amanda Amanda Capito. What's your Twitter handle? At A Capito. Right. I'm Vinnie White at Vinnie White. Vinnie White. Whippy do. Right. That was worth it. Right. Moving on. <laughs> Have you got any news for us? Um, okay, well, there's one story that I love that I saw today, found hilarious. This couple from Utah spent two months in jail because cops said they had more than $300,000 worth of cocaine on them. Turns out it was actually just baking soda. And apparently they told the cops it was baking soda, that they use it for their upset stomachs, and right. the cops didn't believe them. Was this during a sort of traffic stop, was it? Yeah, like they were just stopped, and then they, they apparently... Um, the cops then, after realizing, were, were claiming were their their quote was, "Well, we're not chemists," which I sort of see their point. <laughs> but you because you be... have to bear in mind, it's not the first time someone said, "No, this is a bag of baking soda." But if it, if there was any doubt, test it immediately and don't keep them in jail for two months. Mate, it's not the movies. You can't just stick a wet finger in a bag and have a go on it. That doesn't happen in real life. Apparently, the test that they took was like a two dollar drug test that they got from like. Store really? Yeah, Although, like it was just the that? most basic of tests. They it, didn't send it off anywhere. How long were they inside? Two months. Okay, that is a bit mental. That's oh, that's a ridiculous. How long does it take to find out it's baking that's powder? What I'm Surely, just to attempt say. to make a cake out of it. If it rises, <laughs> Bob's your uncle. <laughs> all we need is some Delia Smith likes. Do it on the force, and you'd be all right. Um, yeah, that's mental. I was in Nicaragua once. 
And a guy on the street came up and said, do you know where I can get some baking soda? And this is how naive I am. He was like a big red face and he was incredibly drunk. And I said, I don't know, to be honest, I don't do a lot of baking. I didn't realise what he meant. He didn't want baking soda. <laughs> I genuinely was like, I don't know, mate. But if you make some flapjacks, you'll be bloody sure to give me one. <laughs> and was... I'm overly sceptical. So I was stopped actually on the streets of Toronto yeah. by um, a, a man who appeared to be homeless who asked me for some floss. And, I, and he said, do you have floss? I said, I do actually, because I, I carry floss with me. Right. You never know. And I, and I handed it. But then as I gave it, I was like, do you think he's going to use that for his teeth or is he going to is he going to be doing something with drugs with that? Like should I have been should I have given that to him? Am I going to be accomplice in some way? I started overthinking the whole what, thing. In what way would floss be drug paraphernalia? Well, I don't know. I asked my friend and we all but and then I I think I'm like I hope he just had something caught in his teeth that he just wanted to get out. Pat just did a fantastic mime from behind the glass which didn't make good radio but he did give a possible solution. It could be what they tie around their arm. Or like separate the amount of drugs they're gonna use. No, that's a credit. <laughs> that's a credit card. Not necessarily a valid one, but a credit card. <laughs> well, we are the most wet behind the ear broadcasters ever. <laughs> We're so not rock and roll. Maybe they divide drugs with fishing line or dental floss. How do you think drugs come in a big I, cake? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need a cheese knife. Can I borrow it, please? <laughs> I have a large block of marijuana and I'm so terribly confused how to separate it from my clients. That's <laughs> 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 the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> if you were the gentleman that stopped a man in the street and asked for floss, can you please text in on 71010? What are you doing with it? I'm just curious. I hope it got out a clunk of food that was bothering you, because I can know how uncomfortable it is. That's why I carry floss with me. Someone's just texting. He might have strangled someone with that. Oh, no. Accomplice to a murder, Amanda Capito. You heard it here first. Just wanted to help a guy with his teeth. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I think I might have to have a break. I've just, just, a little bit of wee came out. (laughs) Just a little bit. It's just a bit damp. Oh, that was a bit too much information, wasn't it? You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. If you want to download podcasts of this drivel, just go to vinnywhite.co.uk or you can subscribe in iTunes, search Vinny White, and you'll have this delivered to your ears on a weekly basis. Um, hashtags, you're a young, cool, groovy whippersnapper, aren't you, Amanda Capito? <laughs> hashtags aren't just for the young, cool, groovies. I've never heard Jerry Agar use a hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag angry, if he did. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag liberals are idiots. (laughs) Hashtag I'm going to kill everyone. He's not that bad. He's not that bad. He's fine. Um, No, but I heard one in a shop. It was really weird. I was in a shop earlier and there was a fella in front of me and he had loads of stuff, carrying loads of stuff. And he dropped a couple of items and he, he looked at me and went, Hashtag embarrassing. Oh my gosh. Now, that's embarrassing. That's I'm doing that. There's beautiful irony there, isn't yes. there? Yes. Yes. Because I should I was thinking, what should my retort be? I was so stumped, I didn't say anything. I had no idea what to say. <laughs> but now, in retrospect, I should have gone, well, saying hashtag has made this situation far worse. That's, yeah. That would hashtag have been the double down or something. <laughs> um, but you're a young, cool, groovy kid. Um, the latest peculiar hashtag is have you heard of hashtag Trump Cup? 
No. So there was a fellow in the States, I don't know where, I don't care, uh, and he went into a, a Starbucks this week, and it's a really weird story, this, but he he's a middle-aged white man. We always get it the toughest, eh? Yeah. And he thinks that he had to wait longer for his vanilla latte and blamed it on anti-white discrimination. <sighs> now... Such Where a first-world problem, <laughs> let me tell you. You couldn't be more first-world. Oh, my God. Is he believe- doing this on purpose? Like, well, was it supposed to be ironic? The video that I saw of this was cell phone footage of a black server serving him, and he goes into one. He's like, man, why did I have to wait so long for my vanilla latte? This is anti-white discrimination. To which she says, I don't know what you're talking about. It was absolutely... She was like, I do not understand. So this video spread online and a lot of Trump supporters decided it would be a good idea to get back at Starbucks, in inverted commas, by starting a campaign. And it all started with one particular guy who posted a video saying, hey, I've got an idea. If you think Starbucks are pushing down on the white... Republicans? Yeah, Republicans. And uh, you think they employ some sort of peculiar anti-white discrimination in Starbucks, then why don't we all get our own back? When they ask you for your name, say Trump. So amazingly, like this video spread and amazingly people started doing it, such is the nature of the bizarre world we live in. Mm-hmm. So then some people in Starbucks, various baristas, said, I'm not going to give you a coffee with Trump written on it. To which they said, ah, you, will, <laughs> you put what I put on there and started oh, like this absolutely pointless war of words. Oh, no. So this all came down to um, a woman called Sam Montgomery, who this week said, I work at Starbucks in Lexington, Kentucky, and if anybody asks me to write Trump on their cup, I will spit in it. Hashtag Trump cup. Guess what her tweet was 36 minutes later? What? I had been fired from my job at Starbucks in Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, when you're, when you're going to... Threatened spitting in people's cups, <laughs> especially Starbucks. So there you are. Wow. <sighs> how come you're so savvy with all this social media lark then? Is it because, how old are you? I'm 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is then? No, I don't think so. Because I see you on the old Twitter quite a lot. <laughs> I just think there's some people who, I, it doesn't matter what your age. I think it's I think it's for anyone who was willing to, you know, invest some time and find it enjoyable, then it's good. I actually think it's specifically Twitter. It's built for people like us. Like it's, it's you know, a lot of news and media. That's yeah. where That's where it's, that's, that's where it's at. And then hashtags are also used on Instagram as well. So it does pertain, that typically goes for a younger generation and for businesses as well. Can we start one now? Yeah, if you want. Hashtags are just like free for all. You just make them up. We're revolutionaries. Um, yeah. Anarchists. Um, let's yeah, and we can monitor it and see how it grows over the week. Yes, you could do that. We need some sort of a movement, though. Uh, what's annoyed you this week? The weather. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Canadian weather sucks. There you go. That's so negative. I guess yeah, there's not much. You're not really going to start a revolution that's going to change that in a way. No, no. Okay, what's um, what's upsets you most? Try not to make it too serious because you could. Or why don't we do a happy angle? Why can't we pick a a happy angle? Oh, okay. So we want to promote just happiness. Yeah. Um, Is that horrible of me? uh, All right. Well, what do you think the world needs that it's missing? (laughs) I don't know. I've just realised this is not how hashtags come about. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have a debate. (laughs) Hashtag hug a stranger. Cool. Let's 
could get us in trouble. Yep. Promoting Definitely. that. Um, Definitely. <laughs> hashtag, for Christ's sake, just be nice to each other. Why do you need a hashtag for this? How's that? That's good. Need to work. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Amanda. Thanks, Vinny. Uh, see you here next week for about nine o'clock. Same time, same place, same warm embrace. Always a pleasure, never a chore. 